are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the 3 Plus 1 podcast. We are joined today by Tierra LaRae Johnson. Let's give a round of applause. Yeah! <laughs> We've been waiting for this opportunity, Tiara. She is an Atlanta personality and dream coach. She has a phenomenal website, uh, TierraLaraeJohnson.com, and she tells each and every one of us that it all starts with a dream. Tierra, welcome to the podcast. Have you checked out any episodes yet? Yes, I have. Actually, my business partner was on one, so I'm super excited to be here. This is really dope. So, what what has been your favorite? Uh, what's been a favorite? Your favorite thing about the podcast thus far? I guess it's the entertainment side of it. Cause, like, to be honest, I have a hard time keeping up with like the latest latest things. So, like, just hearing some of the stuff that y'all talking about what's going on in the world is from like a different perspective, a millennial perspective. It's like really dope. I'm glad. So we have some great entertainment today. But before we get to entertainment, we are really wanting to delve into what you do mm-hmm. because there are many people out there listening and they are searching for some brand help or searching for like some kind of purpose or direction. Tell us about what you do uh, as a dream coach. Okay, so I strategically and innovatively help people make their dreams come true through my dream mapping system. So everybody has an idea or a dream, but not everybody knows how to execute it. So basically, I help you go from idea to execution because I was just tired of being around people who had all these ideas but weren't doing nothing. And it bothers me that people like sit on their like God-given talent. So I was like, I have to, since I'm the person who will never get a give up, who will always bounce back, I want to help people have that spirit to like not die, but live while they're living, if that makes sense. So I help people just find their purpose and execute their purpose. Mm-hmm. That sounds really exciting. What, uh, as you talk about, you talk about your partner who is Diamond, correct? Mm-hmm. And so, what started you on this journey in the very beginning? Like, how did it start in the very beginning? Okay, so I went to Georgia State. Woo! Shout out to Georgia State. <laughs> yes. And to our friend Natalia, who dropped out of Georgia State. After she should have been expelled, but we're not talking about that next okay. episode. <laughs> so I went to Georgia State and I joined an organization called Infinite Appeal, and we had these fashion shows. And so my last fashion show was marketing director, and five hundred. I had a five hundred seat venue and seventeen hundred people showed up, and I was devastated because I failed a class. I was like doing all this stuff just to get ready for this show that got shut down, and I was looking around like, dang, if I did all this for this, I could really work for myself. So I kind of started off in like PR, and I was just like, people want publicists, but they don't even have websites, logos, LLC. So it's like, bro, you don't even have a foundation, so you don't need me. What you need is somebody who can help you build the foundation. So I kind of got into branding and strategic partnerships. So that's how like the dream thing started. Cause I was mm. like, people are missing the base. And if you're not mentally ready to start a business, start a brand, like then you don't need a publicist or you don't need all these photographers and videographers. Like, so I wanted to help people from the start of their ideas and not just get them to like the execution part. So you, at the very beginning of someone's research, if someone comes to you and they say, I want to be a, an actress mm-hmm. and they say, that is my goal. That is my dream. What's the first thing that you, you would do with that person? I would get them a dream map. So the dream map is like a process I made up that takes you from seven days to one year. And it just helps you provide tangible goals to like what you want to do. And so, like, if you can see it and speak it, then you can do it. So, if you want to be an actress, then you would just start from, like, whatever you your heart desires. Because it's like, everybody want to act, right? So, what is going to set you apart? So, I also help people find their niche. So, I looked on your website, uh-huh. and I saw that you have your dream journal. That's your new product. That's yes. new and looks very interesting. Tell us about your dream journal. Um, So, my dream journal is a three-month system to help you map out a dream. It helps you daydream and reflect and also execute. Because I'm a daydreamer. Like, I always think about meeting Oprah. I always what? think about, like, being a billionaire. I always so think the about, dream journal really kind of helps you manifest yes. what you want to come to you in your life. Right. It's like the manifestation. Because I love planners. I love notebooks. But I was like, dang, it's not really something where I can doodle and really get stuff done and then be inspired. So I kind of just took my mind and put it into, like, an organized system. 
Have you beta tested the, the Dream Journal and had some people kind of use it, use it, and see what they think about it? Well, I beta test everything all the time. Like, even in gen- general conversation, anytime I meet somebody, I just always talk to them like, so what do you really want to do? If I go to McDonald's, talk to a cashier, I'm like, do you really want to do this? It's just always in me. So, I'm always testing out my products, and I know that it's needed because 98% of people die without making their dreams come true, and that's a lot of people. So, like... Wow. Where did you get that data from? Just Google. Just Google and stuff. Hopefully it's right. <laughs> no, I'm sure that... that <laughs> That's <hopefully> real. Right. <laughs> okay, so Tierra, what is the biggest mistake that you would say young brands make? Um, I would say they focus too much on social media and having followers. Like, social media is cool, but with everything, come and go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like it's important to have grassroots, like relationships so like being able to go outside of instagram and people really know you right and you can really make stuff happen and you can really make moves outside of social media then you really have a good brand like it's cool to have a lot of followers on instagram but it's not just about that but it's about your actual impact and your actual influence so like it's cool like we just live in this social media world but it's just like do you really know people like can you really make stuff happen that makes sense because <laughs> it's like a lot of people out here have thousands and thousands of followers but have no face card in right. real life yeah. like you can't go anywhere and be connected and that's a problem that yeah. probably makes brands suffer a lot huh? right because right. it's like what if something happens to like the internet like or what you gonna do yeah instagram gets sued and shut down <laughs> y'all yeah, done like what is that? How is that going to help you? But can you, like, go talk to your local politicians? Or can you know different people in different states who don't even use it for real? Like, what can you really do? Well, speaking of young startups, what are some role model brands that you think startups should look up to? Mm, like, startup personal brands? Both. Startup okay. personal brands and businesses. Okay, let me see. I definitely like the Blossom. Um... Diamond was, like, a really good friend of mine. So, like, watching her go from, like, an idea to execution mm-hmm. with her, like, whole, like, representing women of color. Like, I remember we used to just be going around Atlanta, like, interning and doing stuff. So, to see her really do something and, like, how Blossom is, like, moving forward, I think it's a millennial brand. What, like, what is Blossom? It's a network for, um like, black women, women of color. Um, like a TV network, basically to provide like a safe space for us to see people look like us that's not being, I guess, ratchet and crazy. If I'm not mistaken, it's like Netflix for women of color. Yeah. Yes. That's a good way to put it. I think that's what she said in her like that is thing too. That's yeah. So yeah, like that. I really um in my So how can someone listening find Blossom? Um, at watch Blossom on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like not a spokesperson or nothing. I just like her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so don't quote me. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely that. Um as far as personal brands, I really love, like, how Miss Diddy LA moves. Like, how she works with these big brands and she does a lot of stuff in the city of LA. And all her events are, like, super dope. Mm-hmm. But she's also very well connected. And I think she's, like, the only female promoter in Los Angeles. Wow. So, that's dope. Of course, Oprah. Because who can put their name on suit in it still? Like, I, Oprah can put her name on anything yeah, I want that to be, like, I wanted, If I wanted to have some grits. <laughs> like I just want to be able to put TLJ on there you know what I'm saying like we can put her name on some dog collars and, and they would gonna sell out it. like that needs to be me so and it's an that. enduring brand like Oprah is no longer on public television but her brand has endured and continues yeah. to grow well, she her, is still on television her but not public late. television like she's not on free ABC like her show was in syndication mm. it was seen everywhere all yeah. across the United States right. and now you literally have to go you have to be a cable subscriber and you have to literally go to own in order to access her, her work so regarding brand strategies mm-hmm. we talk about Oprah who does it best mm-hmm. And who does it worst? Right now, if you can think of like some, some brands out there, some commercials, advertisements, PR, who is doing it the best and who is doing it the worst? Mm, okay, so definitely for me, I love Coca-Cola's branding. It's very clean, crisp. And that's how I like to keep my stuff. Like I like clean, pretty, nice things. But the whole like share cult campaign was like super dope to me. Cause like I was like, dang, and then the whole like find your name thing. Oh with I, I never found my name. Well, you know. <laughs> But I thought the concept, like, brought people together. And I think the important part of a brand is, like, bringing people together. So I think that that's lit. Um, As far as brands I don't like, I don't really want to get into, like, stuff that I don't like. But you've got to give us one. You've got to give us... You have to give us one brand that you think they're doing it wrong. And it may not be for a lot, like, for a long time. Lots of different reasons. But they've done it wrong. They're doing it wrong right now. 
You want you Didi wants you to say H and M because he's been boycotting H and M since <laughs> the monkeys. I still want you to continue to boycott H and M. Yeah. Because they called me a monkey and everyone looks like me a monkey, your children right. monkeys. I also think that the the little boy's parents take some responsibility. Like oh, we yeah, we definitely talked about that. The yeah, mom was like, completely fine with this. She was trying to shit. Like, so yeah. If there was you know what I'm saying, but yeah, I get what they was was going that that was pretty wrong and stuff um i think it's some underrated brands like mcdonald's does a lot of stuff in the community and people don't know about it we just like oh mcdonald's kind of ratchet but i think that they should spotlight more like their community efforts mm-hmm. like it's mcdonald's with mcdonald's with computer labs and like different community outreach programs and like we will never know because all we see is the yeah all we hear so, about is ratchet stuff yeah. McDonald's or how the food trying to kill us and all yeah. types of stuff. Jerry, you have not given us the brain that's getting it wrong. So that you said <laughs> I just McDonald's. Said, I just said McDonald's can make some improvements into like their education and community programming to show people that it's not just. That it's bigger yeah, than it's just. Yeah, it's bigger than just the, big the dollar menu. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. And they do put a lot of energy on promoting their, their dollar right. menu. But not enough on like the fact that they have like a lot of african-american operators they do a lot of stuff for like the community so i would just like to see more so the last question i have is this so what is the one key that you will tell every single listener is needed to to turn the door to open to achieve their dream um it's two things for me is you got to have a bounce back bone and you have to like 100 percent have faith like in god like i think that's my biggest thing like prayer is one because like i know like i just stepped down from my job and it's times i'm just like okay you gonna send a client like what's going on here so extreme faith and being able to bounce back from oh i had a car accident today in my event my whole laptop got stolen one time in my whole car at one time and i still had to go to an event so being able to bounce back through like broken relationships losing friends zero money in your bank account like and to keep going through all that is probably like my biggest thing like I'm always just like okay okay I gotta keep going like even my grandma passed that was a hard thing for me but just knowing that like I gotta keep going so a lot of times people get taken out because of like they, what they go through in life because life is hard um so being able to bounce back from that and having like extreme faith would be like my biggest advice on it Okay, very good. So, uh, Tierra, thank you so much. Do you have any questions that you have for us? Something new that we're adding to this episode before we go into the <laughs> news of the week. Okay, so what made y'all start this podcast? Like, was there a need that y'all wanted to meet? So, one thing that, that motivated the podcast is, number one, a desire to reach back and continue to work with young people. So, I was Tazzy's teacher, and it was a great opportunity for me to continue to dialogue with her and continue to, her, to help her on her journey as she continues to go into this media mogul that I know she's destined to be. Mm-hmm. But also, there's this huge space, space out there. Like, we talked a little bit earlier when you came in, and you talked about how you don't have have a chance as a millennial and a young person to really stay abreast of the news and of current events and of the things that are really shaping our world. And so that's something that this podcast aims to do is that we bring on really great millennial thinkers like yourself and great brands and great personalities and we infuse it with the politics and things that are happening right now that you need to know about, like all the upheaval in Trump's cabinet and all of the changes that he's doing right at the time that the Mueller investigation is picking up speed. Those are things that you need to know about. And if you don't know about them or if you don't pay attention to it that you will be easily duped and controlled by fake news and things of that nature so that's some of what we do and why we are making this podcast happen and with that being said we can go right into the politics that's happening today with uh the new announcement this comes from people magazine that donald trump's jr's wife vanessa files for divorce after 12 years of marriage Donald Trump Jr. and wife Vanessa are splitting after more than 12 years of marriage. After 12 years of marriage, we have decided to go our separate ways. We will always have tremendous respect for each other and our families, Trump Jr. and Vanessa said, in a statement obtained by People. We have five beautiful children together and they remain our top priority. We ask for your privacy during this time. People has confirmed that Vanessa filed the documents late Thursday in Manhattan Supreme Court, according to court records. Ladies, what do you think about this unfortunate turn of events in the life of our first son, Donald Jr.? Okay, so this is my whole thing about it. 
she now has to admit that she's married to this man and it's like in the public <laughs> half of these women married to this family thinking oh i'm just gonna be about my money i'm gonna get some coins i'm gonna kick it and nobody even has to know that i'm actually married into such a foolish family but then donald want to go around and run for president so now they're all in the front light like you have to see them and this woman was like this is not what i signed up for that's why melania always looking crazy because she didn't sign up for this shit she signed up to get taken care of now this man want to be president now she got to be the first lady now all yes now all these women that married these scary looking sons of his are deeply regretting it because they don't want to actually be associated with them in public you think they look scary what they look like oh my god like serial killers Obviously, you you seen the purge? So, they look yeah. like they gonna participate in the purge, <laughs> and they look like you know how you inbreed when cousins yeah. have kids. Them kids are cousin kids. Donald Trump kids look like cousin kids. <laughs> I do not know yeah. if I could in any way condone your attack of the aesthetic looks of the Trump children. So we, I don't support that or endorse that in any way. But I also don't know if I can argue that I disagree a great deal. I'm telling you, yeah, I. I this that whole family clowns, but I think that Ivanka's very pretty. No, no, I didn't say she was ugly. She, I like her like blonde and stuff like that. It's just the fact that like her dad, like it's just so much foolishness that you just can't get past that. But I also feel like after twelve years of marriage and five kids, like I don't know if I get a it have to be bad to get a divorce because I'm like, bro, that's a lot of kids. A lot. That's twelve years. She reached. She can get her alimony though and her child support. That's cool, but don't somewhere sis. I feel like after ten years, you could try to work. That's a long time to be with somebody. Like five kids. I'm, he can have full custody, honestly. <laughs> I'm one of them. We got five kids and we get divorced. Take them kids with you, bro. I don't... <laughs> Bye. Tess, you can't get rid of your children. That's unbelievable. No, I'm not getting rid of them. But People get divorced. If it was Most... one child, would you keep the one child? Yes, I'd keep one child. Yeah. Five, keep them. I'll come get them on the weekends just like yeah. half these daddies be doing when the divorce go down. <laughs> In that, in that way you're a feminist listen yes, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna live my life I'm gonna let the dad handle yes. it yes yeah. my kids he taking all them kids from me right well sometimes parents do go down different ways and turn against their children mm-hmm. as we see with Stormy Daniels mother Storm, the mother of Stormy Daniels in uh, a great Huffington Post uh, article by David Moore it reads the mother of Stephanie Clifford, a.k.a. porn actress Stormy Daniels, is very concerned about the pending legal battle against her daughter and President Donald Trump. But it's not because she fears something might happen to her daughter. It's Trump who she's worried about. If Mr. Trump runs four more times, I would vote for him every time, Sheila Gregory told the Dallas Morning News this week. I like him. I like the way he handles things. It's time this country is put back where it belongs, taking care of the people here instead of the people who don't belong here. End quote from the mother of Stormy Daniels. Ladies, what do you think about this mother's position coming out, especially at this time when her daughter has a major has major litigation pending against our president? What's the phrase? The apple don't fall fall far from the tree. The mama want that Donald Trump check too. She said, my daughter got 130K. I want my 130K too. And I'm going to support him regardless if she going back to court with him. And that's exactly what's going on. That mama just wants some money. And she a whole fool talking about people that don't belong. You know what? I already have this image of what this mama looks like. And I, I don't even know why we talking about her. Because I know she looks a fool. A mess. Like, who does that though? Like, you you do all, you talk about all this type of stuff. I just feel like you kind of just need to support your daughter and kind of stay out of it. But you making statements like you want your spotlight too. She wants like some people just be thirsty to just be in the media. They do. Like, can you chill? Like, be somebody's mom. Speaking of moms that want to be in the spotlight, let uh, Tokyo Tony be doing the same thing. Black China Mama be on the internet twerking and acting a whole fool. Like Mama D, I love you, Mama. Mama D, they all want some shine, bro. What is with? These mamas like, want to like, shine off of their children. I said, eight years raising you, I'm about to get all my return what? on investment. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Like, yeah. mamas need to sit down and stay yeah, at home. Yeah, doing too much. But that's, that's because mamas be, like, 10 years older than their kids these days. So, yeah. that's new but generation. Still, like, I would have to have a conversation like, hey, mom, like... 
Just stop. That's Just stop. Way too much. Way too much. What you think? Do you, I think that it's heartbreaking, to be honest, because it speaks to... They probably can't have a strong relationship, right? So if my daughter has chosen a career in the pornographic film industry, I do not think I would be um, extremely excited about that at first. It would be very challenging, very difficult. I most certainly know I would never look at any of her work, although Donald Trump would probably look at Ivanka's work based on some things that he's, some comments that he's made. Did he say he would date his daughter if it wasn't his daughter? That is a quote that someone has attributed to our president but what i would but what but what i would do is still support her and if my daughter was coming out saying that she felt that as though she had been wronged by the president it doesn't matter who it is it could be president trump it could be president obama it could be president reagan from the grave i would still support my <laughs> child and the fact that this mother's not doing that is very concerning to me i was looking for a picture of Sheila Gregory because I do I can only imagine what you see of her in her in your head but I would like to think that maybe she's a very well put together woman who wears pearls just like <laughs> you know this woman don't wear no type of pearls <laughs> what are pearls she got she don't know what pearls are honestly I really want to she's believe. missing a couple teeth I really don't think that she got one of them big ugly sweaters on that you see at the Goodwill that hipsters be trying to bring back every year. I'm waiting for this picture, like <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, but unfortunately we can find no photos of Sheila. She'll be um, up there soon. Time. She'll we, be on the internet so. soon. Yeah. You think so? She want her ten minutes of shine and her hundred thirty k. So anything else really big happening for you, ladies, in the world of government and politics? Before we go into some entertainment, we learn from politics from you. So, no, you tell me what's big. So, I just want to talk for a brief moment in all fairness and balance. We talked about, I think, uh, two weeks ago about Casey Cagle and his uh, very foolish comments aimed at Delta. And even more upon reflection about that instance, it's even more disappointing in that we're still lobbying to receive an Amazon headquarters right here in the city of Atlanta, where the possible governor, leading gubernatorial candidate, is saying how uh, he is willing to lose Delta support at Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, the, the busiest airport in the world. But I also just want to talk about his number one Democratic opponent at this time, who is Stacey Abrams. And it really, I hate to say this, I know that I'm going to receive a lot of criticism for making a statement, but I do not think that Stacey Abrams has a, a viable chance of being the next governor of Georgia. Stacey Abrams is a phenomenally talented African-American uh, female politician. She is the minority whip of the state legislature, a minority leader of the legislature, and she has done great work, but she has debt, a lot of income tax or IRS debt and things of that nature that have been coming out. There have been, it's been two, one opinion article on the front page of the AJC about her financial situation. And I feel that the Democratic Party should not rally behind and endorse candidates who are not viable. Mm-hmm. To me, her debt makes her a non-viable candidate in the state of Georgia. When I look at the fact that that Connor Lamb was able to win a 641-vote lead over Rick Saccone of uh, in Pennsylvania, it made me really reflect what did Connor Lamb bring to the table that made him a viable candidate to endorse. And it was the fact that he was a, he has a military background. He's a, he endorses the issues and values that really resonated with the people of Pennsylvania, especially in that congressional district so again i feel like that's the type of person that the democratic party needs to try to run because they most certainly can win georgia we can't have in the state of georgia a democratic governor uh, but i don't think that it will be stacy abrams and i think putting any energy behind her would be a waste of time and a waste of money for the party i agree with you on the stacy abrams thing too i think that like as black people Especially being a black woman, one, like, presentation is everything. And, like, you, we kind of, like, can't have anything on our record. Like, even though it's a bias, but, like, being a black person running for office, especially in the state of Georgia. where in it Georgia, hasn't, right. It hasn't been a black woman governor. Like, you you just got to have your, your everything in the straight line. You got to have everything correct. Like, they're going to look at every single thing that you do. So, I feel like presentation is everything. And although she's a great leader, I definitely don't think the state of Georgia is ready for her. And two, I think that we got to clean it up before we do anything. And it's uh, it's unfortunate in some situations, but it's just the way it is. You just got to have everything together, especially because it's Georgia. And I think, you know, even adding further, right? Like, 
there are no Democratic statewide elected officials. There's not one person who there's no Democrats in the state of Georgia who have won elected office at, on a statewide level. We have Republicans, the governor all the way down to the attorney general. Everyone is a Republican. So that speaks to the power of the Republican Party here. Typically, if you're going to run someone to be in a position to be governor, they should have already held the statewide office. This would have been a great year for Stacey Abrams to run for lieutenant governor, for attorney general, to run for secretary of state. Those opportunities would have given her a building block to take to lead off into something as large as governor of a truly red state. I feel like it's a missed opportunity on behalf of the Democratic Party to get someone somewhere and start from there in terms of building up a record of achievement for the people of Georgia again because the Democratic Party has done great things in the state. Many of our past governors, maybe even our current governor, they're Democrats. They're only Republicans by name. Uh, but it's disappointing because the next governor, if it's Casey Cagle, is a true Republican with deep Trump ties and a lot of very controversial thoughts. So... Mm. It concerns me. Yes, for the education. Let the people know because we do have a lot of Georgia listeners. Y'all yeah, we do. So that. they got to make some wise decisions. Who, I'm, who I am going to endorse as governor? I promise you, I will definitely share that. Uh, I will definitely kiss you with that knowledge in the exact same way that Katy Perry kissed American Idol contestant <laughs> Benjamin Glaze, who was who was a little bit unhappy about the kiss. Katy Perry kissed a boy and he didn't like it, according to Lisa Resper's friends, CNN reporter. Benjamin Glaze was 19 when he auditioned for American Idol last year and ended up getting a surprise kiss on the lips from Judge Katy Perry. The footage of that kiss, which was Glaze's first kiss in life, aired this week when the rebooted American Idol premiered Monday on ABC. Glaze told the New York Times the experience left him feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> I want to... <laughs> I wanted to save my first kiss for my first relationship. I wanted it to be special. Damn you, Katy Perry. This man has been traumatized. Why did she put her lips on me like he's freaking out? He is shook. He did not want them. First of all, Katy Perry got the whole, I kissed the girl. And I liked it. Oh my God. Where them lips been? Where them lips been? (laughs) Don't be too. Is it on me, woman? Oh man, poor boy. I feel bad for this young traumatized. Yes, he but is. But that's so sweet that he wanted to save himself for his relationship. A kiss, though. He wanted to save his first kiss for his first relationship. That's so cute because these days, folks don't care about nothing. Like people be having sex and don't even kiss. They these days, like I don't know his name, like. <laughs> I saw little Johnny last week. Oh, maybe his name was Darren. Like, come on. Yeah, so yes. that's, that's commendable. I get a little weird, but it's commendable. That's So you it's think it's a little innocent. weird? Yeah. What makes it that he's 19 and has never had a kid? I mean, because sometimes you have your first kids in like <laughs> kindergarten by accident. So the fact that he just like never been exposed. Like, and then you like, have like a real one like middle school or yeah. something. But 19? You know, went all the way through middle school. And then school, he's not going to go. I like. And so he he do like somebody like maybe he won't be nervous no more. So maybe she opened up a world to him where he don't have to be like, dang. But it was just a peck, right? He about to be a terrible kisser. Imagine being twenty years old kissing for the first time. <laughs> Relationship ain't gonna last long. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> Maybe Benjamin Glaze will find someone who's going to really teach him and mentor and guide him through the kissing process and teach him to kiss. She'll teach him to kiss her the way that she wants to be kissed. And therefore, he may be forever the perfect kisser to He might end up suing Katie. Time's up, Katie Perry. You can't just be kissing on folks that don't ask for it. That's a good point. He didn't ask for that. It can't be time up for Katie Perry. That's a good point. Uh, it's definitely not time up for Iggy Azalea. Yuck. Iggy Azalea is gross. I do not like that fake body and all that. She does too much for me. She be on the internet. Well, now her. she's not going anywhere. She got her little green <laughs> card. According to Maria Pesquani, Iggy Azalea announces her green card has been approved. I got accepted to America forever. Uh, after spending over a decade in America, Iggy Azalea announced her green card application had been finally accepted. Seriously. She said, I've been here 12 years. Only just got approved. She posted this on social media Thursday. Been paying my fair and state taxes, but can't vote or have a say how it's spent. Uh, Why are you putting has this, worked very this hard to obtain or whatever that is her on, permanent on her words? Uh, more bounce, bounce. You know, 
That's how Iggy talks. Iggy does have a little accent. So I, I don't want to offend anyone who has that same catch me outside accent that Iggy Azalea brings to <laughs> the the language, but it is it's a reality. So ladies, what do you guys think about Iggy Azalea? I'm telling her, what do you think about Iggy Azalea, period? Another culture vulture that I will not give time of day. When you say she's you think that she's She's still, a culture vulture. You you guys, if you listen to the podcast, you know Diddy always trying to dig and make me say some shit. I'm not saying anything. Iggy is a culture vulture. We've talked about it before. He knows what a culture vulture is. I, I like Iggy's work. I do. I like some of her songs. I like Mo Bounce. The song she's been working hard, you know. Don't know anything about it. She says she you don't know <laughs> Mo Bounce. You. I, I don't know any of these songs. Yeah. Line. You do not like Iggy either. No. I don't it's not that I like her, I just don't prefer her. Like I just Mo So I'm I'm just saying that this song is really nice. It's a great song. It has a lot of good movement. And she's had some great songs. I, I don't know. I just think she's had some good songs. I'm glad that she's an American citizen. I do wish that more... What? She's been I here do. 12 years. They are shipping out Hispanic families left and right that have been here 30 years. And this woman ain't got sent back to her country yet. Mm. No, I, she has it. But I'm... No, and I'm that's my point. I am glad that Iggy Azalea has obtained her citizenship. I just wish that it was an easier path for more people to obtain their citizenship. Um, so do you think that maybe, you know, I don't know, I'm thankful too it took her 12 years as an Australian woman to get her citizenship. That means that large amounts of favoritism hasn't been shared. I also like this song. I'm not playing this. Telling you. It's getting cut. I'm trying to let you know what the fuck that I've been through. Why? People like to hear like a little bit of clip. Okay, keep okay, talking. We've been ready? recording. Go ahead. We're, we're recording? Yep. I'm going to see. You we back from not, the bullshit. Let's go. Yeah, Tazzy cut off. I was trying to play just a little <laughs> bit of Iggy Azalea. Play it again and I'll cut it I'm off again. I'm not going to play it. I will cut it off again. I had to cut it off again. We only have about 100 people download this podcast. So <laughs> I do not think it's going to be a she massive, not gonna get those other 100 massive thing. Well, maybe we can inspire some of you to go and listen to someone that Tazzy attacked. In a previous episode, uh, Ruben stuttered. She said that we had not right, uh, right. See, I did not attack him. Tazzy said we haven't heard from Ruben since 2004 when he was sorry. What was that song? This is my sorry for 2004. That's a good song. So now Ruben is back. (laughs) Fourteen years later, it is Ruben is back, and we'll see if he has something to be sorry for now with his latest. A album, a Luther Vandross tribute album. Calling all Luther Vandross fans, uh, states Casey Baker, Ruben Stutter has a treat in store for you. On Friday, the season two American Idol winner released Ruben Sings Luther, a tribute album to Vandross, the R&B legend, the 39-year-old singer has been listening to since he was a boy growing up in Birmingham, Alabama. He tells People Magazine, it's been a really fun ride doing this album. We recorded great material. I think people are really going to enjoy it. Ladies, are you excited for... A new album by the First one all, and the only Ruben Stutter. I just know, like, where he been at? And he's just going to come drop a Luther album. Bro, like, I love Ruben Stutter, but, like, Luther? Who asked for that? Luther. Did somebody say, Ruben, we want you to do the Luther. I highly doubt somebody. Luther, like, Luther, Luther you know, Ruben is known as a phenomenal voice, similar to Luther. And right, we haven't so had that in our drop, music. Drop your own music. I feel like let's leave Luther tribute. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just. Luther has hits on hits on hits. Ruben, make your own damn hits. Like, yeah. do something. Yeah. But you I love be- him. He seems like he have a sweet soul. Like, I love him, but I just feel like, no, bro. We need a hit from you. Keep Luther that is, shit at the house. Good. Luther you know did saying? his shit. Don't right. try to remix or come and do his shit for him. No. Make your own shit so yeah. people can I would have love, some I would love to hear a new Ruben Stutter album, though. Like, really like if Ruben made his own. Yeah, he ain't like, got no hits. Let Luther have his... <laughs> he ain't got it in him. So, you know, I'm a huge Luther Vandross fan. Luther Vandross is my hands-down favorite male vocalist, period. Sing something. Let's go. I can't sing anything and we'll never do that on this podcast. <laughs> I really never <laughs> happen. <sighs> However, I, you know, do you guys have a favorite Luther Vandross song? 
I think I like Dance With My Father because that's the song me and my dad dance to at my debut song ball. Aww. So it's always like sentimental to me. Like, but that's my favorite song. I don't have a particular favorite. Do you, 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 you don't, you don't have any songs that you like, you're not a fan? No, I am a fan. I feel like every black person is a fan. I just don't have a particular favorite one. Like, I'm not one of those people like, this is the song that I love the most. You play Luther Vandross, I'm going to get on the floor and I'm going to dance and I'll probably be up on top of somebody's son. Like, what's up? (laughs) So, you know, my favorite song is I'd Rather. Uh, you know, that's not a, one of his most popular songs, most common songs. So if you have not heard it, listen to it. It's really, you know, the main point is that I'd rather have hard times with you mm-hmm. instead of good times with someone else because you yeah, yeah, that's a play beautiful. Like you, you. you know what I think? Thank I, you. Yeah. I you want to play right it. There. Yeah. Stop right You could have pulled there. up the Luther right. by now and had something to play right. us. Especially better. your favorite song that you want to hear telling us. This is my hands down favorite song. He gonna explain it to us, but play Iggy's bullshit on the podcast. How that work? How that work, black man? It's a really sweet song. I think it's a great song to have, like at a wedding. Yeah, like this wedding. Not by necessarily Luther, but by somebody who can really sing and transform those lyrics. It's the lyrics that you know I really appreciate because sometimes you want to just give up and you want to, you know, you're going through a bad time relationship. You want to just throw in the towel and say, "I'm done with this." But then you realize that I would rather be mad at you and unhappy with you and just pissed off with you than be with anybody else in the world. And that's how you will know, ladies, that you have the one for you. Well, I must not have found the one. At all. <laughs> I'm talking like, bruh, uh-huh. bad time out. Bye. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, the deuces. Check, check it out. It's, it's a bop. It's a bop. Nah, Leave that yet. Nope. So, so hopefully, Ruben has done justice to Luther Vandross. Uh, and now we kind of move into social media. Last week, we talked about Tazzy's brand new foray into the <laughs> mobile dating app world of Tinder. Yes. And Tinder <laughs> has taken big bold moves this week as Tazzy took big bold moves last week. Getting on Tinder, uh, Tinder is now suing the dating app Bumble. Tinder's parent company, Match Group, uh, is suing competitor Bumble, accusing the female-friendly dating app of patent infringement and stealing trade secrets. Mm. The lawsuit filed Friday in Texas says Bumble is virtually identical to Tinder, the app that popularizes swipe right to left, swipe left to dislike function, right to like, swipe left to dislike functionality. Bumble copied the world-changing car swipe-based mutual opt-in premise of Tinder, the lawsuit says. The complaint also says that Bumble's co-creators are ex-Tinder employees, and the app has rolled out two new features that were learned of and developed confidentially while at Tinder. Did they sign the NDA? <laughs> I'm sure that they had. Oh, uh, well, they, yeah, they can sue them. But I feel like, what about Soul Swipe? It's a whole bunch of apps that swiping. Uh, all these apps do it. So what is Soul? What is Soul Swipe? It's for Black people. Mm, I might yeah. need to get on that one. It's called Soul Swipe. <laughs> Soul Swipe. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw it. I haven't used it since like 2016. Like it just freaks me out. So I was, I'm not the dating outside. Like I literally just created the Tinder, the Tinder, yeah. my Tinder last week. And um, have you had any any hits? Listen, yes. Yeah, so I matched with a couple people. This is this is where I messed up. So in my bio, my Instagram page is in my bio, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like you can go to my Instagram page, but the thing is, I do not uh, like every person that automatically like matches with me. 
So those people that I technically don't match with will go to my Instagram, follow me, hop in my DMs and be like, you didn't match with me on uh, Tinder. Okay, What's weird. up? Yes, it's creepy. Because I made a profile and I was like, uh-uh, I can't do this. It's like, creepy. It was weird. Yeah, then um, the people that I do match with, if they send me a message on Tinder and God forbid I don't respond or I'm just like, okay, I'm busy, they will double, triple, four times write you back and then be upset and start snapping and acting crazy like why you on this app if you ain't gonna reply to people like it's just too much tinder is going to get deleted so um it was fun while it lasted but it's only been a week men are so primitive it's too much like mean men are primitive like they're uh, too aggressive it's they're so aggressive it's it's even like like they too aggressive or they too they fall back too hard it's like no good medium like what like one message will go from so when you gonna let me when you gonna come sit on my face to what's your favorite color? Like it's oh my god, it's extremes. Yeah. It's extremes. It's <laughs> it's extremes. <laughs> Didi is looking that mortified. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Because they are they are lit on Tinder and I cannot get with it. Random mm-hmm. strangers. When you gonna come sit on my face? I hope that anything that you do that involves sitting on someone's face involves a dental dam. And encourage the use of absolute safe sexual practices if that's an option you choose to do before <laughs> marriage and before with that marriage. being said as we move from one app tender to another app snapchat snapchat sock loses 800 million after rihanna responds Good. to offensive ad according to jordan Valinsky, rihanna is the latest celebrity <laughs> to send snap stock sliding the singer toured the app on Thursday for allowing an offensive ad to appear on its platform. Her remark sent Snap stock down nearly 4%, erasing nearly $800 million from its market value. Snap stock closed down 1% on Friday. The ad in question was for the mobile game Would You Rather, and it presented users with two options slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown. Brown pleaded guilty in 2009 <laughs> to be oh my god. Why are y'all laughing? I'm not laughing. Didi I'm, I'm and Tierra are laughing. I am laughing because Tierra wow. I am laughing because Tierra started laughing that was a funny at, at slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown. Brown did plead guilty in 2009 to beating Rihanna during an argument while they were dating. Rihanna issued a statement on her Instagram account calling out Snap for the ad. Now Snapchat I know you already know you ain't my favorite app out there, but I'm just trying to figure out what the point was with this mess. I love to call it ignorance, but I know you ain't that dumb. You made you spent money to animate something that would have intentionally bring shame to domestic violence victims and made a joke of it. Oh, Ladies, man. what do you think about this? turn events with Snapchat. Does it make you want to boycott Snapchat? Well, I don't really use my Snapchat for anything for the filters. Mm-hmm. So since IG got Snap, it's really like not like a big deal to me. So it's like, uh. When IG got stories, it basically was shutting Snapchat down. That was step one. Yeah. Step two, Snapchat changed their whole dynamic, like the way they look, their interface. So that messed them up. Then, uh, now Re coming out telling us, you know, they tried her, which they did, which was foolish as hell. So Snapchat really is about to die. The only reason I still have it on my phone is because the filters are so fast. Like filters, <laughs> them hearts, them. I ones. literally just took a picture of um <clears throat> Tierra and I and posted it. I mean, took the Snapchat filter and posted it on my Instagram. <laughs> so it's like I didn't even use. Yeah, Instagram I just need the filters. But if Instagram get those filters, I'm gonna delete my. Whoa, account. if Instagram. If you are listening, somebody at Instagram listening, please get Snapchat filters so we can shut that shit down. I can delete that app. That's right. all I need for. Making us take up space. Man. The filters so are you amazing. guys don't use Snapchat to actually snap and yeah. chat? No, I need the contour filter on IG. I need the hearts over the head yes. on IG. I just need it all. So and the event too. <laughs> you can put Instagram filters for events. All of that. Yeah. Our um, followers have let me know that they can hear when you're pouring these loud-ass glasses of wine. So I'm sure that they heard that one. Shout out to Kayla Hurd for calling me and addressing that issue. Well, Kayla, <laughs> I do appreciate that, but I think we should address the bigger issue, and that's the fact that Tazzy poured that glass of wine herself. Whoa! She's constantly taking them down. <laughs> It is Sunday, the Lord's Day, and this grown man of God is in here lying. I told a lie. I poured the wine because I'm a gentleman, but 
I did feel comfortable doing. I feel like it's forced. So, Kendall Jenner addresses gay rumors in Vogue interview. I'm not like all my other sisters, according to Lisa Respers France of CNN. Kendall Jenner has a theory as to why the internet believes she is gay. I think it's because I'm not like my other sisters who are like, here's me and my boyfriend, she told Vogue in an interview published Wednesday. So, it was a thing for a minute because no one ever saw me with the guy. That's purposeful. The reality star turned model is the most private of the Kardashian-Jenner daughters and told the the publication she would always go that extra mile to be low-key with guys sneaking around all of the time. Ladies, what do you think about Kendall Jenner even addressing this? I appreciate one of them wanting to chill. Like, everybody don't have to know your business. And that's cool. I think that's the the best part about, you know, being famous or being rich. Like, being low-key, like, everybody don't need to know what you got going on. Yeah, I like Kendall Jenner. I do. She's the She's most my normal favorite. out of all of them. She's a Scorpio. Shout out, Scorpio. Okay, I don't rock with Scorpios. Woo! My ex, but I like her. <laughs> <laughs> Didi is a Scorpio. But I am the Scorpio. Wait, I'm, wait, I'm talking about guys I date. I don't date Scorpios. He scarred me with that so one. So, what's your zodiac? Aquarius. Okay, I can understand. Oh my gosh! Listen. Either way, Kendall is the most normal out of all of them. Even though she's she a Scorpio. No, well, she a dumbass too then because she had that whole Pepsi campaign where a Pepsi can could cure racism and shit. So how about that Scorpio bullshit, huh? Explain that one. That had nothing to do with her being a Scorpio. Oh, but her being And I'm so thankful to have Sierra here, a brand management specialist. Kendall Jenner was sought out by Pepsi to be the face of their brand and an to them an all-American representative who could help bridge the gaps. I don't in any way blame Kendall Jenner for her commercial. When you're working, as you know, in the industry, you're the actress. You're not or the spokesperson. You're not there developing your own campaign, laying out saying what you're going to do. They were trying to build my iconic American footage to create a campaign that will help bridge the divide in the country. So I applaud Pepsi for the effort, and I'm so disappointed pointed that black twitter jumped on it and made it into such a horrible situation for my beloved kendall jenner have a pepsi stop being racist that's what it was you gonna pop the pepsi drink and be like you they, know what they at one point i think had, i like black people here, now take a flower and stop take <laughs> a flower I like and like black people now you can say wait pops the pepsi drink some Immigrants, you can stay in this country too. That's what he wanted. They just be messing up. Like, even with Dove, like, even though it wasn't that deep, probably, they just be messing up. Like, we get where y'all trying to go, but... What you could do to fix those problems, Pepsi and Dove and H&M, is hire more people of color to help run your campaigns. People like Tierra. If you did that, then you probably wouldn't have these issues. But because you are a you, because you have very few minorities or people of color in your in your business, you don't have anyone giving you good advice. And if you have them, you've censored them or you silence them or you and you marginalize them to where they don't feel comfortable giving you good advice. Woo! So that would solve and fix the problem. And then people like Kim. Who would not be misaligned and attacked unnecessarily? No, Diddy so. is passionate about but, that. But one. no, I think it's really important. <laughs> I think that's a really important point. That's why people make those mistakes: is that they do not have minorities working in the positions that can make those decisions. And everyone thought this was a great idea. This is a multi-million-dollar campaign, and I'm going to get the Aries commercial, and this is going to really show that we are the heartbeat of America. And once again, you didn't get one more person in America to buy one more Pepsi. If anything, yeah. we decided to drink less Pepsi. Cause it's this nasty. First of all, I'm Coke gang Coke, all the way. Coke, Coke, all the way in the south. I'm so. cool with boycotting them, but I was a little sad about Dove because I was just like, "This is the only soap I use." That kind of hurt my. You still use it? I yeah, still use I'm Dove. I'm sorry. It's, it's a good, great product. I don't agree with the ad, but like, you just can't. That's the only soap that is like good on my skin. Like, <laughs> oh man, man. Yes. Yes. I was like, I'm sorry. It that, got the that, sensitive yeah. skin. Um, Dove and shit like was the only boycotts I couldn't rock with. Woo. So, <laughs> you could not boycott. I, I still, yeah, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Uh, I know that many people are very excited that um, I think we're ready to go into the up, the down, the clown. Uh oh, it's that time of the show for what? The up, the down, and the clown. You're annoying. <laughs> I, I wish y'all could have saw D just now, but go ahead. Let's talk about it. Let's so talk. I think the up is something that you're gonna be very excited about. I think everyone will be, you know, to hear that next. Oh, 
ep- new episode on April the 7th of Saturday Live. The Black Panthers, Chadwick Boseman, will be the host with special musical guest Cardi B. Our Ooh. guest last week, um, Devin and Morgan Landers, said they called Chadwick Chatty Daddy. And I kind of like that new name. Yes, to Chatty Daddy being on SNL. Yeah. You think that he'll be a good host? I love Chadwick, but I don't know if he's funny. Yeah. Um, and that's my fear. Like on SNL, but he has such a high right now. We just gonna be like, we just okay, gonna he rock it because he's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they make they make those people's skits funny. Cause like yeah. Drake is my baby daddy, but he's not funny in real life. But his SNL skit was yeah, yeah was good. Drake is an actor. He has a he wasn't funny. Actor. He was wheelchair. He was Jimmy. hilarious on the Saturday Night Live. And I think that comes that's, the fact that I'm, he's a, a trained actor. Chatty Daddy is a trained actor. Now, I think that they do two different types of work. I think that Drake has had a little more experience and exposure with humor. But we'll see. I'm excited what to see. What was Drake in? That was funny. He was wheelchair Jimmy. That wasn't funny. I never watched. <laughs> he got shot in the hallway. Like, I never, I never saw uh, an episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. But I just always felt like, you know, Drake was a humorous, funny guy. We'll see. I do feel like... Bozeman is extremely, extremely serious. Uh, and we'll be interested to see how Cardi B will be on the show. It's, she's pregnant, correct? Ooh, I don't know. We don't know. They're trying to say she's pregnant mm-hmm. and doing July, but neither one of them has confirmed anything. Tierra, what you think about Cardi being on the show? What, you, what song do you think she's going to perform? I, I love personally love Cardi B. I feel like she cleaned it up and she got it together. Like, I, I'm a Cardi fan. I think she's going to do good. I am a Cardi fan. I have once spoken on the podcast about how I think sometimes she shouldn't speak on... Um, like political issues and stuff, she yeah. be sounding like a fool sometimes. Yeah, she just stay in her lane. Definitely. Yes, stay in your lane, boo. I love you. I, I'm all about Cardi, Barty Gang, all that great stuff. But um, sometimes she she sounds a little crazy speaking out of turn. So here is unfortunately this week's down. IHOP apologizes after Maine waitress made black teens pay for their meal up front. In Auburn, Maine, mm. the International House of Pancakes restaurant chain has responded to a waitress asking some black teenagers to pay a part <laughs> for their meal at Maine yeah. franchise by saying yeah, it has boy. zero tolerance for discrimination. So what do you guys think about this? Like, you know, making the young black teenagers pay for their food up front. We already know IHOP is racist. Do we? That last point when they had the little sign up where they said, we will not serve people that come in smelling of marijuana. Um, IHOP is racist. Let it so go. So why was that racist? Because it was in I was recently in the- Denver. There are lots of non-black people smoking lots of marijuana. Listen, this was not... We're not talking about all the IHOPs in the world. This was in an all-black neighborhood. This IHOP was sitting in the middle of a black community saying, if you come in smelling like we will not serve you, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't matter what somebody does in their home or outside of your damn IHOP. It, it as matters. long as they not in IHOP smoking... You shouldn't be smoking marijuana in a state that's not legal in. It's a, it's a drug. Listen to DD, you guys. Don't smoke you marijuana. Do. Yeah, listen. But if you, the IHOP has no right to say we ain't gonna serve you because of that. You know, they bullshit. don't want these weed head zombies coming in there being believed. Weed head zombies? Yes. Who are you? A 58 year old white Republican man? Yes. That's what you sound like right now. <laughs> like you are about to run for governor. I'm actually a 30 something year old black man. And what I'm, I do agree that you should not go out in public reeking of marijuana or smoking in general. I don't like the smell of smoke on people, period. Whether it's cigarette, cigarellos, Waffle House would never. Waffle House would never turn anybody away. Manager of Waffle House in my previous Thank you. So tell us about it. I would Tell say us that the like, truth. I have just got caught because I used to have to get on my waitresses because they'd be like, I don't want to take them because they're black and not going to tip me. And that used to just grind my gears. Were these black waitresses? Huh? These, yeah, yeah, they would just prefer to take like Caucasian customers or customers that so, look like of stature. But, like, I used to get mad because I'm like, everybody, if a homeless man come up the street and he got a dollar, like, serve him. I think IHOP just got caught. But I think that goes on in all restaurants. They feel like if people look a certain type of way then they don't want to serve them. But, like, bro, I've got some of, like, my biggest and best tips from people. So, and that's a great point. So, if a white waitress would have said that, she probably would have been disciplined or yeah. would have faced repercussions. But because a black person says about black people, yeah. it's acceptable tragedy. The waitress no. in Maine was black? I do not know. Exactly. We're talking about this waitress in Maine. But what is saying is that a black waitress could have said it and it may have slid. 
And that's that. Is but a black horrible. waitress didn't say it. A black waitress was not in I have saying. I do. It's hey, horrible. come pay your ticket before you even get no, your food. It's, 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 it's not horrible. right. It's, it's not right. This is not right. Like, but coming in the uh, IHOP, high marijuana isn't right either. It's erasing your brain cells. You have white spots in your brain, weed heads. But some, some, some we just are medical. Some people need to. Thank you. Down. We are not shaming people that <laughs> smoke weed. If you listen I to the podcast and you, you smoke weed, no, shame on you. Shame on you, drug addict zombies. So I thought people need weed. Just keeping them alive. Then you know I'm not talking about them. You I'm talking to, about you people want me to censor who all are. That stuff, but you gonna say we are shaming people? You know how many people smoke weed? And that's if fine. They don't Do want it. to listen to the smoke podcast. It. Okay. Smoke it and suffer the long term effects of dementia and other mental health issues Today that you will face. Is Sunday, March 18th. And I said it. This I stand by it. probably the last episode of 3 Plus 1 where Dee Dee and Tazzy will be speaking This together. is at the Queen's Court. She does this every week. Like, <laughs> she threatens to quit this podcast weekly. Oh, my God. Bye, T.S. Madison. Bye. First of I'll all, be evil Kaya. I do not I will be the evil Kaya. I do not threaten to leave every week. Didi be on his bullshit and I'm Can't game with it. Can't bang whatever her song was. <laughs> oh, you But that. it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. That was the down from AHA. But it definitely gets worse with this week's The Clown. Main House candidate who attacked two survivors of Florida shooting drops out of the race, according to Steve Collins of the Sun Journal. Leslie Gibson, who drew fire for insulting several teen survivors of the Florida school shooting, is finally abandoning his efforts to win a state house seat this year. I am not walking away with my head hung low. I'm walking away with my head held high, Gibson said. He accused one of the young ladies of being a skinhead lesbian. <laughs> That's what he said about the survivor <laughs> of a Parkland, Florida school shooting. He certainly gets the clown. What do you guys think about that? He's for sure the clown. Yeah, sometimes you just, if you doing certain stuff, like, you gotta watch your mouth, like. I don't think that was ever appropriate of a comment for him to say about a student, a young girl. Yeah. So. Like, what was he thinking? You know, some people just do stuff, I'd be like. Really? Like, just, what? Yeah, like. How did that come out of your mouth? Like. Grown people, too. Just grown (laughs) and foolish. If you're going in on millennials. Not that bad. What? They can't wait to talk about millennials, but be saying the most foolish bullshit. Oh, it's horrible. So, as we move forward, we're now ready to talk about the products that we love and the podcast that we're listening to. So, ladies, any products this week that get shout out from you? Um, so I do use Murad's um, Rapid Dark Spot Treatment. I love it. I love it. I suffer from hyperpigmentation. So if you don't know what that is, like if I get like a pimple or a scar or something on my face, when it heals, it will not heal back to my natural, beautiful, golden chocolate complexion. It usually, you know, hyperpigments. So it's like deeper and darker pigmentation. So it causes dark spots and like scarring. But my Murad Rapid um, Dark Spot Treatment is great. Uh, you can use it for like three weeks and you'll start to see your spots clear up. It's really, really good for hyperpigmentation. I love it. I get it from Sephora. I am a VIB member, so I'm always in Sephora. By You're a VIP. VIB. Oh, it's, what's a B mean? It's um something very important. Beauty insider, like beauty insider, is their thing. Okay, that's and that's you firmly recommend that brand. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so good, so good. Well, you got a pimple on your face, but I don't know. That's that's not hyperpigmentation. It's just you need to drink some water or something. I don't. It's know. not a pimple. What is it's, that? It was a pimple. Now it looks like it's left a scar. Oh well, then maybe you might need to go. Use you some. have some on you. I can just use your. I, I don't, don't. want to buy it. It's that. expensive. Seventy dollars a bottle. But it works. Can you give me a couple of dabs? <laughs> right, let, me, <laughs> let me get a little sock. It is seventy k a bottle, and I have to shout out my mama because she just bought me a new bottle this weekend because I cannot afford to buy things like that at this point in my life right now. But my mother can because she's a boss, so she bought me a new bottle. Congratulations to, to your mom, and you will soon be able to buy all of yeah, the skin soon. pigmented stuff that you need. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to come. So, Tierra, do you have a product this week that you love? Yes, this might be a little ratchet, but I was just thinking about this. You can be a little ratchet. (laughs) I was thinking about this this morning when I was like getting my edges together. And the Beauty Spot Store got this little edge brush with a miniature comb at the end. So not only can you swoop your edges back, but you can also comb them into place. 
What? And it's two ninety nine at the front counter at all beauty supply stores. So that's my product of the week because y'all it be saving lives. Changed my life because you gotta we gotta stop using toothbrushes, y'all. We gotta get the But the brush. toothbrush is classic. Like that's Mm-mm. down home. But that's, you can't pull out your toothbrush in the in the bathroom. You gotta pull out your edge brush. So that's we're just true. Just trying to upgrade that's true. You need one for the purse. So, ladies have been using a toothbrush as an edge brush, but they just really need to purchase I know you were raised in a household with black women, and you've never seen a toothbrush for edges? It's just too much work to <laughs> even watch my sisters do and play with their a hair. A toothbrush for edges is the much. original way to get your edges yeah. laid. Back on the school bus, you know how you used to lay your hair down with your scarf when you did the school the gel? <laughs> Oh my god, back in the day. You had to throw that. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) To keep your hair maintained. Well, that's great. That's great. I would like to recommend to all of our listeners a podcast, Press Her Podcast. It's Press P R E S, capital H E R, podcast. These are two good friends that have some hilarious uh, shenanigans happening each and every week. Please check out the Press Her Podcast. So, with that being stated, we're now ready to talk about. The best of us. And this week's best of us is brought to us by Tierra. Tell us, Tierra, who represents the best of us? I would say Girls Who Hustle um, is made, um, founded by Kaylee. She's in Columbia. She's actually going to speak at her conference, Young Bosses of Faith, this weekend. But she does a really good job of highlighting millennials and people in the community in their faith that's working hard. And she like helps beauty brands. She calls herself the brandologist. Um, so I just want to commend her because she really just highlights black women doing great things and i'm just proud of her doing her first conference because conferences are hard um and she's a young black woman and she has two kids and she's just killing it right now so and it's called girls who hustle on instagram very good we're going to check her out and follow her thank you to everyone who took some time out of their busy busy week to check us out thank you for tuning in this week we can't wait to talk to you again next week Tiara, once again, thank you for coming on thank the show. And you can find her at tiaralaraejohnson.com yes. and on Instagram. What's your right. Instagram <laughs> My Instagram is the Tierra Laray. Yes, go follow her, check her out. Also, go follow us at 3 Plus 1 Podcast on Instagram. Thank you for having us. We'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye.